You're listening to Galaxy of Film. Hey everybody, this is Kia, and I play Earn and Distinguish. Before we dive into this episode of Galaxy of Film, I just want to tell you about our newest short film, Distinguished, that is releasing July the 15th on our official website and YouTube channel. Members of the Galaxy of Film fan club on Facebook will access the film July the 12th. Be sure to check it out, and thank you for all your support. Alright, and welcome back to the Brainups of Galaxy of Film. I'm, of course, your host, Max, and I'm joined with none other than my slightly shorter co-host, Nilo. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, buddy. I'm doing good. Went to go see Drake the other day. Um, living life to its fullest potential up here in the Beast. What was okay. it? Wasn't last week 4th of July? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. So I had a little party for 4th of July, but we already talked about that because we did our show late last week on a Thursday. There yeah, was- man. That was a bit of an interesting time. We haven't like recorded and uploaded um, like for a live stream the same day before at least. Yeah, yeah. No, we haven't. But it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. People were watching yeah. Dial of Destiny. Yeah, I apologize for those who, uh, you know, look forward to our early releases on Thursday mornings. We had to release the podcast version a little bit later. Um, yeah. Because, you know, this live stream takes time to process and all that. But still, it's a damn fun episode, man. Had Sorrentino on, Uncle Brian. It's a good time. Yeah. You had me recap Dial of Destiny? Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Did you watch it yet? No, dude. Fucking Ian Jones. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, we also didn't get you on a few weeks ago for The Flash, man. Did you have a chance to watch that yet anyways or no? No, dude. Fuck Warner Brothers. No, I, I take that back. I literally like Warner Brothers. Fuck the DC. Damn. Yeah, but you know what I did see? Fucking Asteroid City. You know what I wanted to do that night? Yeah, we were talking yeah. to Asteroid City, though, man. Yeah, dude. Had a bottle of scotch and a fully loaded gun right next to my bed after <laughs> I saw that movie. I know that's right, buddy. I know that's right. But, um, yeah, man, dang, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we've seen. Uh, no hard feelings in theaters, but we're going to be talking about that in a few weeks in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so don't kind of spoil those thoughts just yet. Um, you saw, I know, Biggie Man a couple weeks ago, you did LFG yeah. this week, just dropped for that yeah. with Jake. Um, I think that's it for, for, like, theatrical stuff. I've seen at least two, man. Yeah, I think so. I'll go see Mission Impossible. I know you won't. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not, not a yeah, big Mission Impossible guy. I'll go see Mission Impossible. Maybe an LFG on that. Okay, that'd be cool. That'd be yeah. cool. I might go see uh, Joy Rider this week. Yeah, um, you can do an LFG on that one, but I ain't, I ain't seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might see that this week. That looks a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, this this has been a, like a really packed summer, man, for theatrical releases every fucking week. Yeah, I still haven't found a movie that that's been screaming. You know, top five. I don't have a top five of the year yet so far, dude. This is like the first time. Really? Dang. Yeah. yeah there's not been anything that I watched that has been like, oh my god, that was amazing. Really happy I just went to the theater for that. Dang, man. Well, maybe that'll change see- in a few weeks with Barbenheimer. Yeah, I gotta go see Past Lives, though. That A24 one. That one looks really good. That yes. Love Story one. Yeah, yeah. That came to my theater, but it might be. It might have been in and out so. I think same thing here. I need to see that as well. Yeah, so I'm, I am excited to see that one. A little slower film. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No, I haven't seen anything that's been like, I don't know, dude. Now that I say that, I kind of want to see if there is something. You know, I don't you mention, think... real quick, Past Lives. Yeah, it yeah. reminds me of that A24 movie that Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry last year did. The one they were nominated for. I don't even know what that one is. The Nine Lives one? 
No, no, man. Um, oh god, what is what was it called, man? Ryan Tyree Henry twenty-four. Hold on. Causeway. Causeway. Oh no, I didn't see that. Like even, I look back, dude. Spider Verse was cool, but I'm done with comic book movies. Bo is Afraid isn't even in the top five of the year. I still need to see that. Still. I, I guess it is, but it's not like oh my god, I, I love to put it in my top five. John Wick Chapter Four was. You know, it's up there. But that's really it, dude. What, what am I going to put there? Skinema Rink and Megan? God, Skinema Rink, dude. Fuck that movie. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I haven't seen anything that's really just been, like, I don't know, grab my attention. I feel like we're starting off slow, but... But I saw that, uh... We'll talk about it in the news, but... That Napoleon trailer looked amazing. New Killers of Flower Moon trailer looked amazing. See, so I'm we're going gonna into be- the Killers of Flower Moon completely blind. You know, I skipped that's that last good, trailer, too. That's good. I told my sister to read the book so she can tell me how it is, but she looks because she's a big ass reader, or whatever. Yeah, you talked about she it. Before. Yeah, she looked it up and she said it's like one of the most depressing books like there is. It's just killing constantly, and I'm like, okay, read so. it. You <laughs> know how it is. That's funny, man. That's too funny. Dang. Yeah. yeah, it's it's been a pretty packed packed summer for sure. I know Brian even gave his thoughts last week about it as well, man. Um, it's it's been an insane release week. I think, you know, this was kind of like the year we were anticipating for everything to, like, kind of go back to normal from the pandemic yeah, being yeah. over, all those movies finally coming out, and now if the strike's coming back, it's like, what the hell are we doing here? You know, so who knows what's going to get pushed back even more. Um, maybe we'll yeah. have, you know, six, seven months of, uh, of well, like, a blank slate again. Who knows? That'd be crazy, dude. That'd be crazy. Yeah, no, I like, not, too sh- but... I think they're still shooting movies that they legally can, like, Deadpool's still getting shot. They, like, Ryan Reynolds just can't be, uh, what do you call it? Doing his improvising dialogue. Yeah, but I'm saying at some point, I think we're going to see a time period where we just have at least a slowdown in releases. Because of that. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows, man? But in other news, we got some other stuff coming out this week. Um, Actually, I'm dropping my next short film, Distinguish, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, this piece, you know, has been in the making for quite some time now. It's inspired by the Atlanta television series and the Friday series, which we've talked about here on the podcast before. Um, and I was able to have, you know, like the most amazing team come in on this piece, man. This has surprisingly become the biggest galaxy of film project so far. Um, several people from like a surgeon returned onto this, both cast and crew, which I was really excited about. Um, and then going forward, we had some new faces and new people behind the scenes working on this too, man. Um, a few have been on the podcast. We had Gabby come on a few times I know, to talk John Wick actually a few months ago. Um, and to talk about the movie you hated, Asteroid City, we had Caleb, who was a PA coming on for that piece too, was also working for set design. Um, we had Drake as well, who was on for Evil Dead a few months ago. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Kind of cool to be able to, and of course we got Reams, you know, who's been constantly on the show too. Um, and Brandon, he put this together as well. You guys know him, Dakari, you know, everyone's involved from this, from different corners of Galaxy of Film, which I'm really excited about. We got even like Josh Breezy doing some of the music for this. Um, he, it's been a long time since he's been on the podcast. I think they talk about the Kanye documentary series from, from, uh, the end of the Donda era, yeah. but you oh, know, he's God, also a while ago, dude. Yeah, man. He was also in the first video Dakari did featuring us for Galaxy of Film. You know, yeah. right when we were finding, like, our, our faces behind a camera, more or less, you know. Um, so it's really neat to be able to have this big project. 
have such an extensive cast and crew list of people who have been with us for uh, a variety of projects, not a line, trickling down over and over. Because, like, this isn't just something that, like, Drake randomly decided to work on with me. You know, he did work on the all the Summing Pariapus video, the weird-ass ghost hunting parody I did, like, two years ago on the channel. He helped me with that. Caleb's been a PA since Ken Dog. You know, did some work for that, did some work for Like a Surgeon. Um, so it's kind of cool that everyone keeps coming back for these projects over and over again. It's a lot of fun. Um, my cast was fantastic in this. We have Yates playing the lead as Jason. Um, he actually reached out to me whenever I was casting for Like a Surgeon and immediately recognized who I could envision this guy as and offered him the role of and Jason and Distinguished instead. Um, we got Kia playing Urn who fit in to the role so comfortably and had such a great chemistry with the Yates as Jason. I was just completely taken away by the two of them. Um, and we had Nigel coming back from like a surgeon to play the role of Redneck Mike. And I just adore this character. If you guys are long-term like viewers of my content personally, Redneck Mike is a character I used to portray during my live streams during the CBD 12 days. So to have a chance to kind of bring that character back to light... Um, and recasting with an actor who we've worked with before was super special to me. Um, and Nigel brought a great, great energy to the screen for that character, which I was super happy about. Um, and there's some other, you know, kind of things trickled into the film that I won't spoil for anyone else just yet. Um, I want you guys to go check it out for sure. Um, it'll be released early, actually, by the time you guys are listening to this for one of our weekly listeners. Um, this is out now on the fan club. You know, our buddy Shmeem, the director of fan, operation, fan relations, excuse me, he runs our fan club on the Facebook group, and right now, Distinguish is available for members of that group. But July 15th, this Saturday, it will be publicly available on the Galaxy of Film website and the YouTube channel, so check it out. Um, Distinguished, very, very proud of this piece. And Daniel, you did some audio mixing on this piece as well. Thank you for that, my friend. Um, I'm really proud of it now that has, you know this whole thing's wrapped up. You know, It's really a fun one to work with. Dude, you look like Santa Claus, man. It's been a while. Like, I know the beard has been growing more and more, but I just did never realize it until today. I don't know if it's just because you wore a dark shirt or usually record later in the day, so like the blinds are closed and everything. Yeah. But I just, man, it might be time to, might be time to get out, Mister Manscaped. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, Manscaped, man. That could be like that scene in a. Tim Allen's the Santa Claus. He keeps shaving the beard and it comes back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Big shave. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, though, yeah, dude, Distinguished was a fun project to work on. Uh, I think that's, what, the second one I worked on now with you? With the audio? Yeah, because yeah, you helped yeah, with yeah, Light yeah. Surgeon as well. Yeah, so that, that's always fun. It's always fun to see thought process go behind a film, you know, because we were always in constant communication. I was, when I was at Oakland, you know, I always talked to you about what I was doing and now. You're more the, the filmmaker now, at, you know, just in this time as it is, mm. you know, with how things are set up where now you're communicating with me. So it's, you know, it's a good process. It's a good process we have. Um, uh, it looks good. You know, I edited, I edited, I think, the final version of it, exported yeah. the final version. You know, I think they just weren't credits in it or something. So mm. I was really excited to see it look good. Um, it's cool to see Vision come to life because I remember looking at the script every now and then. I was like, I, I'm not seeing this, but, you know, you get that final product and you're like, I, I see it. I see it, you know. I appreciate see that, man. Yeah, same, yeah. same goes with you. I remember like reading parts, like some rough bits of Catalina's Curse. So it's really nice to see the the following process along the way of these projects, for sure. Yeah, no, it is. Especially if, when it's two filmmakers, you know, like us talking about it all the time. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, exactly. And then you like, finally see that final vision. Like, you're mm -hmm. like, I kind of see it, but I'm, I'm real lost here, man. 
you know <laughs> like, what's happening but then you're like all right here it is here it is so yeah no absolutely good deal, good deal. galaxy way, of film like... oh go ahead sorry two points for galaxy of film zero for everyone else baby <laughs> and i was about to say same thing goes with like jake you know um, he's getting ready to bring up his Mayhem crew back to Galaxy of Film and work on a new film as well. And, like, he was texting me the other day about it. I'm like, man, I, I can't wait to see this. I remember yeah, yeah. bringing up stuff with On the Job a few months, a few years ago, excuse me, and seeing that vision come to life. Um, which is kind of cool, too. On the Job also inspired Distinguished for me. So it's nice to kind of have that filmmaker, um, even though Jake didn't help or do anything with Distinguished, per se, um, it's nice to still have him involved in our circle. Because that creativity yeah. bounces off of each other, you know? It's a cool yeah, dynamic we got going on. Absolutely shout out to Jake. Shout out to Jake. <laughs> You're a little threesome. Oh, yep. <laughs> Let's go ahead, man. Uh, this week we're talking Insidious, The Red Door, um, and also Green Room, a little A24 room. Um, Insidious, man, we did an episode on the first film and the third Conjuring movie. Um, way back when... Uh, well before our logo was changed, before we had a lot of the background music coming back and forth, before any other members of Galaxy of Film, aside from Yumi and Dakari, you know, yeah, back in I our wee wee days, was wasn't Hamblin even on that episode? I yeah, Hamblin was on that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now um, he's our, our our business director. You know, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, that's wild, dude. That feels like forever ago. It does, man. It does, and like. <sighs> There's, I've been more transparent about some stuff, and obviously I gotta address a bit of the elephant in the room, you know where this is going. Um, I wasn't too proud of that Insidious episode originally, you know, and I've, I've discussed this more openly in different episodes, so I'm not gonna go too in detail and, you know, repeat myself back and forth about it. But, um, yeah, like, I went ahead and rewatched Insidious because of the situation of the, of what our original recording was, because I was watching yeah. it in such that down mood. Um, definitely wasn't in the right mental state. And the first Insidious, man, surely holds up. You know, oh, it's even... goaded, dude. It's goaded. Yeah, it is, man. It is. Like, after watching it in that absolute shit mood I was in, that hor- horrible time space when I was, um, where I just was not doing right emotionally and whatnot, um, it holds up. Like, I, I, it's a solid rewatch, and it makes me like that episode a bit more, finally. You know, because yeah. there's, there's not many things where I'm like, eh... I'm not necessarily like ashamed of putting out under Galaxy of Film or anything like that, but yeah, just yeah. things you know I know could have been better, and that okay. is one of those episodes for sure. So yeah. I'm kind of glad we're getting like a, a second take at it more or less of this one. Um, not talking the whole franchise, of course, of Insidious, but at least the sequel that matters, the one you were pumped about and mentioning during that original episode, which was a hundred episodes ago, which is crazy. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. The one episode I'm not proud of, in case we're just, you know, airing out some dirty laundry here on the podcast, is uh, Suicide Squad, man. Well, <laughs> I'll never forget that. Yeah, when you got two stone uh, to come back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think I come back on just right at the very end. Yeah. Like, All right, bye, guys. Thanks for joining the podcast. <laughs> That one's too funny, man. We waited for, like, I think 45 minutes to an hour, waiting for you to wake up for you just to never come back up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or come down, I guess it would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, goodness. But let's go ahead. Uh, before we talk Insidious and Green Room, let's talk news this week, man. Uh, we got a couple trailers coming up for on um, the list this week. 
Um, let's go ahead and talk about, the, I think, the one everyone's kind of in the film community buzzed about, Wonka featuring Timothy Chalamet. Um, this is something that feels like we've been talking about since the start of Galaxy of Film, man. Um, and here we have a trailer. I know we had that one image of a uh, good old Timmy wearing the hat in the snow for the longest yeah. time. Um, we get to see that scene. It looks like in the trailer, which is kind of cool. Finally, um, but what are your thoughts on this trailer? I don't care for Willy Wonka. I've never been a big fan of Willy Wonka. I like uh, the Johnny Depp version, you know, just because it's funny. But the mm. old OG Wonka, I was never like whatever. The book, I was like whatever. You know, Ronald Dahl or whatever. Um, Johnny Depp's version was cool, but I don't go back and like revisit that movie or like think of it as like you know, oh my god, let me let me turn on something and just laugh, you know, like I'm, I'm bored right now, like let me turn it on and like just watch. So I'm like, eh, whatever. Uh, Timothy Chalamet as Wonka. Everyone said they couldn't see it or whatever in the beginning. You know, they were saying like, why is he, why is he Wonka, why is he Wonka? And I'm like, and I, I defended him. I'm pretty shy. I did. I was like, mm-hmm. hey, just let him you know do what he did. I don't see him as Wonka, dude. Like he, he sounds weird to me. He sounds weird. He's, he just sounds like Timothy Chalamet. He sound, yeah. I can't see t- Timmy do anything else besides now being Paul Atreides from Dune. Ah, I get that. Yeah. yeah, like I just can't see him do anything else from that. Like I can't see Han Solo be – or not – no, Mark uh, – not – god damn it. Who is it, dude? I can't see Carrie Fisher be like not Princess Leia in anything she else she does. Or Harrison Ford as Han Solo or Indiana Jones. Like Air Force One, dude, I'm looking at Indiana Jones. He got like the president. <laughs> you know, uh, fucking even Mark Hamill, dude. Mark Hamill hasn't even done anything almost in acting. Yeah, mainly voice stuff. Luke, yeah, except for Luke Skywalker. So it's just like stuff. I just everyone has their thing, and you know, Timmy had a good run with his little, you know, small indie movies and his Little Women. You know, he's always with Greta or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then once he did Dune, dude, I was like, all right, dude, I, I just can't see you as anything else anymore. Like you're you're him. You know, like that's your fran- you picked the franchise. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It looked the, the movie looks okay. You know, it's just not my like. My time for Willy Wonka has passed. I yeah. know that. I can accept that. Maybe my sister might like it. Okay, CB, I'm kind of liking your sister's book. I feel like I um I like Ronald Dahl's books growing up. I remember reading them for, like a lot in elementary school. Actually, like the BFG, um, yeah. James the Giant Peach, of course, uh, Willy Wonka, and even the the Glass Elevator book as well. The sequel. Cheap. <laughs> I liked it as a kid, man. Um, I love the Johnny Depp version. You know, I have a bit more mem- like fond memories of that one compared to the Gene Wilder one. Um, yeah. But I always say, like, I think both. I think they just complement each other enough in the right ways. You know, Gene Wilder has the better Chocolate Factory, while Johnny Depp has a better Willie. Yeah. And this trailer kind of seems like it's a good blend of the two of them. Honestly, I kind of like where we're going with this, where we have the Gene Wilder version of Willie. Um, in the Oompa Loompa style, but it looks like we're kind of dabbling in almost the realm of Johnny Depp. So it's kind of like the reverse of what I kind of like about the two films separately. Yeah, yeah. It also looks like an origin story, which I guess didn't make, you know, me. I don't need all everything answered. I get I that too, yeah. The same golden ticket shit. Which I would have actually I'd probably much preferred a golden ticket shit over, mm-hmm. hey, I'm Willy Wonka. Why to sell my chocolate? Fuck off, Willy. <laughs> I can understand that, man. I, I can. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like the, I like what it looks so far, you know? I think this is good that it's a Christmas movie, for sure. Yeah, that was something yeah, I sure. do really like yeah. about the, the really Wonka films. They're kind of like subtle Christmas films. Um, so this one, kind of like leaning into that a bit, has me wanting to see this on Christmas Day kind of thing. 
compared oh, to nice, uh, in the middle of summer going to go see Willy Wonka, you know? Yeah, yeah. I wonder when, I wonder, you know, speaking of Christmas, dude, I wonder when pe- our parents are going to stop giving us Christmas presents. Oh man, don't say that. <laughs> I'm just thinking, dude, I was just thinking ahead, like, damn, I was like, I was telling my, me and my sister went to this concert this weekend, I'm like, fuck, dude, I feel old. Yeah, me too, man. Like, when I went to Drake, dude, I was like, fuck, am I old? <laughs> Oh man, twenty three has never looked so better, man. You're doing all right, doing all right, pal. Hey, give me the twenty, give me the twenty seven, dude, and I know I'm gonna be exactly who I want in my life. <laughs> I know that's right, buddy. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, Wonka. I'm excited to see the new one. Um, hopefully, I'll see you on Christmas Day, dude. This might be the movie to kind of kick up that tradition again for me. Oh, you nice, know? nice. Only Christmas Day movie I've seen so far was Uncut Gems in theaters. I don't Wild, know. dude. Wow. Oh, God. What did I see? I saw that Tom Holland spy movie, I think, on Christmas Day. The spy movie? Tom? What? Yeah, when he was a spy or whatever. It was an animated movie. Oh, Spies in Disguise, Will Smith? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. forgot Tom Holland did that. Yeah, man. Goodness. That was right before the pandemic. Yep. Yeah. God. God. Also, side note, man. Dakari's uncle is in the, uh, the Willy Wonka Johnny Depp film. Like, as an actor, as an extra, as what? He's the narrator. That's his uncle. That's Sakari's uncle? Yeah, it's Sakari's uncle, man. He'll see that in the live stream for Johnny Depp a few months ago. Alright, yeah, cool. He's also a Bond villain, which is pretty sick. One of the Roger Moore films, I think. Oh. I don't so, know James Bond, dude. I started with Daniel Craig. Oh, really? That's Yeah. We'll have to do Bond again one day, man. I know we did just the No Time to Die, but we gotta do some of the older ones. They're pretty fun. Octopussy? <laughs> Speaking of Octopus, let's go ahead and talk about the trailer for uh, the new Star Wars show, Ahsoka. Um, what are your thoughts on this trailer, man? You know, I hate to say it. I really do. But it looked good. Yeah, it did. It looked, it looked good. It, it, had that, it had that right blend of it's a dark show, um, but there's like hope at the end towards it. Mm-hmm. But it also looks like it's the start of something more. Which Star Wars has almost never had since Disney bought it. You know, besides Clone Wars and Rebels, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, where things are, like, planned out. So then this looks like it's starting this process of, we're going to get this. Hopefully we get these other projects leading up to whatever. Um, I really like the music in it. Look great. Uh, the Inquisitors, I, I don't know if they're Inquisitors now, were dope. Um, the action fights look good. You know, it, like, you could tell it was shot in the volume. I think everyone will always tell it's shot in the volume now. You know, there's no way of getting past that ever since they, you know, kind of ripped down that that green curtain saying like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. we a new technology or whatever. Um, It looks good. I don't know what the plot is. I don't know if they're, you know, going after if like uh, Ahsoka's training Sabine or if, looks like you know, it. Yeah, it does. Dude, Thrawn's coming back, which I was a big. I was a big Thrawn guy. Um, but the thing that really excited me, though. Was they name dropped Anakin to Ahsoka, and I know that's something so small, mm-hmm. but it's something you never hear from the bad guys who knew that Darth Vader was Anakin. Yeah, man. So that was that. Like that was that is honestly at the end of the day what made me like be like, oh, that's pretty cool, dude. Like it's something so minute as that. I was like, that's pretty cool, dude. That's pretty cool. Because he's even rumored to be in this. I'm pretty sure, isn't he? He he's very much rumored to be in this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm out of the Star Wars loop now. Like I used to follow, you know, I used to follow all that news, Star Wars news net, you know, force, mm-hmm. force, everything like that. And I was like, fuck you guys. So I just stopped following it or whatever. So I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be pleasantly surprised. 
by it, but I do remember it was rumored that he was going to be in it. There's there's a couple different theories and rumors on how it's going to yeah, happen yeah, yeah. Um, on the structure of the show. Um, because it might be different time periods we're going through, not like a time travel per se, but in just a linear fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't want to spoil that and like, just if it is true or not. Um, we'll see, you know, next month actually. Good lord, it's coming up soon, man, finally. End of August. Isn't it first two episodes and then weekly? Yeah, yeah, the 23rd and the weekly. This is the last weekly show, I think, from Disney Plus coming out. That's not bad. Yeah. What is Secret um, Invasion, dude? Secret Invasion is on like episode four now. Oh, I didn't. I thought it was all at once. I didn't no. know they were doing it weekly. Yeah, man. Good <laughs> thing I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I'm not watching it. I'm not. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, back to Ahsoka. <laughs> um, yeah, I just lost my train of thought completely. Thanks. Sick one, man. Um, yeah, I'm, I love the, the, the Anakin name drops. Really cool. Um, oh, Anakin. Yeah, we're, we're pretty sure we're going to see him in this. Um, to what degree, I'm not sure. Um, there's a lot of potential, whether it be Force Ghost Anakin, Flashback Anakin, or. Kind of like Vader, the situation like in Kenobi, okay, more or yeah. less bringing in live action, maybe the fight scene or the continuation of the fight scene from Rebels. All right, um, yeah, that'd be cool. Kind of like how we got a few extra seconds from when the finale of Rebels hit, where we go back between the world between worlds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't, I'm not too sure to what what's concrete to what is his role in Ahsoka, but I'm very confident it's one of the three options of. Uh, a force ghost mentor type of deal or the, th- the big three cameo, which I, what I was saying for Kenobi, um, yeah. you know, we'd see Anakin, Obi-Wan and ah- Ahsoka all in like the armor basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd be cool. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, love the trailer quite a bit though. Uh, seeing that Ahsoka is training Sabine is really interesting for sure. Um, also we know we have like a Lego set le- that came out was announced for the ghost this week. Um, that has a little minifigure for Jason Sandula, Harry and Kanan's kid. So he's not in the oh, trailer, yeah. but it's cool that he's included in this for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, really glad Hera looks like she's been done right. Um, big fan of her character, so I can't wait to see um, her kind of like come into the live action for the first time. It's really cool. We're getting all the Rebels crew except for Kanan now. Um, and who yeah. knows if we'll ever see that. Um, it sounds like Freddie Prince Jr. is kind of done with Star Wars, which I don't blame him. But at the same time, you know, it's the only character we don't have. So it would have been kind of cool one day. But Yeah. Um, he might come back. Yeah. If that check's big enough, Force you know. Force goes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, it looked cool, though, dude. It looked cool. So I'll watch it. Yeah, that's good to hear, man. Good to hear. I know you've been yeah. on the outs of Star Wars for a little bit. Um, yeah. So good trailer for sure. Looking forward to the series. It has me excited. So it's just nice. Um, but yeah, man, I believe you had one other trailer you wanted to talk about too. Is that correct? Yeah, dude. You watched the Napoleon trailer for Apple TV? I did not. With Joaquin. Dude, it looks good. It looks good. I don't know much about Napoleon. I don't know much about any of that stuff. It just looks good. It reminds me of The Last Duel. Okay. You know, like that type of gritty war, but political war type thing. Okay. You know, how, because obviously he's like, obviously, what? You said political. (laughs) Oh, political or whatever, whatever. But, like, obviously, you know, the last duel had its politics in it constantly throughout the film. Mm-hmm. But it also kept on revisiting that one battle they had in the beginning. And I know mm-hmm. Napoleon went through a lot of battles and blew a lot of shit up, dude. And so we're probably going to see, you know, small chunks of that that they put in the trailer to sell the movie. Mm-hmm. I imagine it's going to be a political drama, which, you know, you know me, I love my political dramas. Yeah. So Ridley Scott's doing it again. So uh, I'm excited for it. it. Looks It looks good. Apple TV has two good movies coming out this year. 
it'll be interesting to see if once again they can beat Netflix. Yeah, man, for sure. Apple TV has been stepping it up, uh, especially last year of like Cha Cha Real Smooth. I know we both love the hell out of that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. And then what was it? Two years ago they won for best picture for. Oh God, the deaf one, Coda. Yes, yes. Oh, yep. Coda. Yes, forgot about that one. Yeah, man. It's interesting you bring up Last Duel, man. My girlfriend's actually working on a novel that's very similar to The Last Duel, in my opinion. Um, it's oh, some, some of the themes. I've been meaning to go ahead and like rewatch that movie sometime, show her it. But so have I. I was literally watching the other day, and I was like, I'm, I'm not, I'm just not sitting for two hours and forty five minutes to be depressed, dude. Yeah, exactly, man. Great movie, but gosh, tough watch. It's it a tough is. watch, dude. It's not. It's not a fun watch. Yeah, not at all. Not at all, man. <laughs> um, one last piece of news, real quick, on some you know more brightening news for us. We got our first look at Wolverine and Deadpool and Deadpool three. I know we kind of talked about the first Deadpool three images from last week on the podcast, and Chris kind of talked about the the Wolverine suit that Hugh Jackman posted. But now we have full confirmation and a full-fledged look at the two characters. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, man? It looked all right. I don't know. It's just set photos. You know, behind the scenes. Looks cool. Mm-hmm. Sleeves look cool on him. The new I, I get. I see the new Deadpool uniform now, right? That's the new one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when they're walking. Yeah, no, it looks good. Looks good. Um, interesting to see what the story is. The plot's going to be, though, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's mainly it. I mean, I've always, like I said last week, I always like Deadpool. I don't go back and revisit the movies a lot, but I always get a good laugh if I catch him on TV or something. Mm-hmm. So I understand for it. Man. Yeah. Um, I, I love the Wolverine suit. I think that's obviously the elephant in the room with this situation. Um, the blue and yellow looks great on Hugh Jackman. It'll be really interesting to see what it looks like with the, the mask or the helmet comes on and the claws out. Cause obviously the claws are going to be CGI. So, you know, yeah. the scenes where they're fighting, we're not seeing them pull it out from the photos right now. Um, yeah, just can't wait to see it in action, really. Um, yeah, I'm very curious how much of it will be actually CGI, for sure. Because the suits look pretty decent. They don't look just completely dappered up in the, the dots and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Good stuff, at least, so far. Um, but who knows so far, man? Like it's this, this movie could take a turn for the worse, obviously. Um, I hope if this is a very like heavy multiverse leaning film, I hope this is kind of it for it, man. Like yeah. I'm anticipating they the TVA. The TVA is in this, yeah, yeah. Yeah, didn't someone drop a quote saying TVA is gonna be at the fuck? Yeah. So I I just hope that the Deadpool three, if this is a multiverse film, I hope that this and Beyond the Spider Verse kind of kill the multiverse trend for a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm kind of done if Deadpool three does it. I, I hope it really, really leans into it and gives us a true multiverse of madness situation. Um, and I, my issue again with multiverse of madness isn't the lack of cameos or the cameos we got even, but the fact that there should be more multiverse for a film called multiverse of madness. Yeah. We were in two universes, like three, I think. Yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just hope that maybe we'll get a bit more than just a falling through the multiverse montage in Deadpool 3, if that's what this film is. Yeah. So, who knows? How insane would it be, dude, if Loki just popped up in this one? Like, this is actually just a Loki movie, but they're just marketing it as a Deadpool movie. That'd be kind of funny. I think we'll get a cameo, dude, because Tara Strong's coming back as uh, Miss Minutes in this. Oh, really? Wow. I didn't know that. I'd yeah. like to see that. I'd like to see Kang. Uh, <laughs> Renslayer, right? That was her name, Renslayer. The yeah, the man. Who was in charge of mo- 
Morbius or Mobius. I I really bet Kang would like to see this movie too. <laughs> Whoa, dude, that's a wild accusation, bud. <laughs> hey, man, it's it's wild. It's a wild He's situation. Back, He's coming back. Wild, wild accusation for wild situations, man. Always, but dude, let's go ahead and talk shows real quick for this week. I'm um, not too much stuff going on. I did have a chance to catch up on the idol and finish that up, even though I know it got trimmed down by an episode for the season. Did it really? Yeah, it's supposed to be six episodes. It got cut down to five. Okay, that's what I wondered. I wondered if the, if it was actually supposed to be five or there was supposed to be more. But yeah, no, <laughs> that's tough, man. That's tough. It is. I'll, I'll finish so you that. Watch it. I watched the pilot. I'm going to finish it just because I like Sam Levinson, so I just want to give it a full watch. Um, but I finished up that 90s show this week. I talked about that a few months ago. Okay. Um, really, really disappointed the finale on that. Um, I liked the season as a whole. I, I felt it was kind of up there with like How I Met Your Father, how it doesn't take away anything from the original That 70s Show. Just kind of just adds on to it. If you're if you're a fan of it, this is just more of the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, it doesn't hurt or insult the original by any means. But the finale, man, God, I, I fucking hated that finale. <laughs> It's alright, man. Just it's an right. awful, like weird, like love, like triangle going on. That's it, it's it's really odd. It's 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 a weird, funky finale. Um, clearly, the writers were told last minute throwing a twist, and very last minute it is. Um, yeah. Other than that, I've been watching some more Muppets Mayhem, the Electric Mayhem Disney Plus show. Loving that, man. That's a lot of fun so far. So I think I'm four or five episodes deep into it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and hopefully finish up in the next week so I can go ahead and get back into the idol to knock that out. But Muppets Mayhem is pretty awesome so far. Loving it. Um, What about you, man? Any new shows for you? New shows? No, I'm just still watching that um, Platonic show with Rose Bryan and... uh, Okay. uh, Seth Rogen still. Yeah, it's going all right. I don't know, man. It's just something I watch when I clean the house. Like before Before the Wine Wednesday festivities happen, I clean the house eat my dinner and I watch that for a while and it's you know it's decent man it's decent um but I am watching suits that old show oh. I, I saw clips on TikTok a bunch dude and I'm now on season three I love the show dude I love the show I love the business side of it uh you know cocky guy and a know-it-all yeah they just kind of our lawyers like it's a good it's a decent show I, I really enjoy it uh hopefully hopefully it sticks the landing it's like I think six seasons of it or seven, seven, eight, six, seven, eight seasons, I think. Um, Something like that, man. I remember hearing about it when I was in high school, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. This one just flew way over my head because I was a big TV guy mm-hmm. when I was in high school. So me not hearing about this one or me not trying to watch it is very int- very odd because you know how like ABC had the Tuesday or Thursdays or whatever? Like ABC had the Wednesdays for shows and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I always would watch those things. I watched, a, I watched massive TV growing up. Uh, like the adult, like primetime show, seven, eight, nine, you know, and mm-hmm. then, uh, I don't know. I just, I just, I just fell off of it. I turned into a movie guy. Interesting. I don't blame you though. You know, obviously here we are at galaxy of film now because of a decision like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, uh, anyway, great show. Great show. So watch it if you got the time, you know, interesting. I'll have to check it out. Like I said, I remember hearing about that in high school, very early, uh, early on back when I was like binging doctor who and breaking bad. Okay, um, yeah. Someone else in like my class is watching Suits, so kind of cool to hear you bring that up for sure. A little blast from the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, man, sure, nice. Sure. Well, Danilo, I think it's time we go ahead and get ready to talk about our films for this week. So let's go ahead and take a quick break, go over our stream of the week done by Brandon this week, um, then also go over our rating system in case you're new to the show so you understand how we're going to go ahead and critique these two movies this week. 
So we'll be right back to go ahead and talk Insidious the Red Door. Oh, hi, Mark. The Galaxy of Film rating system is based off planets featured within the Star Wars films. From our highest rating to lowest, here is the order in which we rate these films. Number 5. Coruscant, the entire planet is one big city. Number 4. Bespin, it's pretty far, but I think we can make it. Mining colony? Yeah, Tabana gas mine. Number 3. Like you did by the lake on the blue. Number 2. Set your course for the hot system. And lastly, number one. Gotta get back to Jakku. Back to Jakku! Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? What's going on, listeners? This is Brandon Messina from Galaxy of Film here to give you this episode's Stream of the Week. For this week, I decided to watch Idiocracy, released in 2006 and was directed by Mike Judge. The film is about an army librarian played by Luke Wilson who becomes chronologically frozen with a prostitute played by Maya Rudolph for over 500 years into the future and gets stuck in a society where everyone is an idiot and must find their way back to their past life. The worst thing comedy can be is boring. And if I gotta be honest, this is what this movie was, for the most part. While I did enjoy the second half more than the first, the overall film could be fine at best with sprinkles of giggles in between. There was a decent idea with branded companies pretty much incorporating themselves into everyday life and getting away with it, but that was about it as far as taking anything away from the film. The movie is currently streaming on Hulu, so if you're into stupid comedies where you can just turn your brain off for 90 minutes, you might get some mild enjoyment out of this, but for me, I've watched comedies that can pull that off way better. This has been your stream of the week, and let us now continue on with the podcast. Alright guys, we're back from our break. Danila, go ahead and get us started, man. Give us a recap on Insidious the Red Door. Hey, you know what my canon event was, dude? I wanted to say this in the opening, but you know what my canon event was? was Me seeing Drake belting my absolute heart out to search and rescue, dude. Like, my voice was gone by the end of the night. (laughs) And I was on mute the whole time. That's great. That was my canon event, dude. Anyway, how much much shit you talked about Drake during the whole... Or, you know, our whole genius trilogy going on here on the podcast for LFG, and now here you are seeing him in concert. <laughs> hey, there would never be anything greater than uh, than our night at Dublin when you came up here, man. Oh, and, and you know what? I won't say anything more, but only you and I know what I'm talking about, baby. Only you and I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that was lit, dude. All right, yeah, man. Though. Give us your recap of Insidious the Red Door. <laughs> yeah, Insidious Red Door is about um, Dalton and what's his face? Patrick Wilson. They divorce. Oh, dude, yeah, fuck this movie, bro. Rose Bryan and Patrick Wilson got a divorce like two minutes in the movie, and you're like, the fuck? Anyway, though, uh, Patrick Wilson's uh, mom is dead. They're at the funeral, yada, yada. Dalton's going off to college. Patrick Wilson's like losing his mind, thinking he's seeing things, mental health issues. They can do a big fight, dropping him off at college. <laughs> Classic Danilo and his dad. Um, doing their own thing or whatever. Dalton's in, like an artist guy. And all of a sudden, he's like, hey, let me just paint stuff that's deep, deep down. Um, so he starts painting this red door or whatever. And, you know, obviously the red door you've seen in Insidious 1, you know who's behind that red door. Monster number one. Um, <laughs> I don't get how the monsters then got to Patrick Wilson, but somehow the monsters got to Patrick Wilson. And he just all of a sudden gets attacked as well um, by his father, who he, didn't, who he never met. And so he met him in, when he got attacked by him. And yeah, dude, Dalton is just kind of astral projecting or going into the further, how we see in all the, in, you know, the first two movies or whatever. 
and he's just getting these reoccurrences of the red door guy who's sending his evil spirits back because he wants hit Dalton. Um, they go to he meets somebody he meets someone who he went to college with his roommate who happens to be a girl. They go to a frat house. Dalton sees you know the people who aren't who haven't been put to rest yet. Um, anyway though, if, the, something just happens where Patrick Wilson's like, hey, I gotta go see you know my ex wife and talk to her like about hey, what the fuck's happening with my life? You know it's been nine years. I don't remember this one year. I you know I'm, I'm losing it. I'm seeing these visions. I'm seeing these ghosts, demons, ghouls. And she's like, oh, geez. Crack open a bottle of Jack because this one's going to get interesting. <laughs> anyway, she just throws him into the further because Dalton's into the further somehow. Somehow they knew that or something. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of somehow they knew that because um, the red, the bad red guy um, grabbed Dalton's uh, roommate or whatever. And then Dalton had to go in the further and try and save. Oh, no, Dalton was already taken because he tried to go into the further to put the uh, kid who was throwing up at the frat house to sleep, you know, make sure his soul's like at rest or whatever. Um, anyway, Patrick Wilson goes and saves Dalton. We get a flashback to Insidious chapter two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, they close the door. Dalton paints it, paints over the door in like the real world. And it gets painted over in the further, like kind of bricked up. Patrick Wilson was able to die for Dalton, but Patrick Wilson comes back, meets his dad, who's not a ghoul. And you know, they kind of, the souls are like, Hey, yeah, we're all good. Patrick Wilson then leaves the house. You know, he comes back to the real world or whatever. He decides to leave and he sees Lori. Right? The, I forget her name, man. Yeah. Elise. 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 He sees the, he he sees the main girl, Elise, dude. And I was like, you know what? Five stars just for that. Um, But anyway, though, dude, I was, you know, and then he like goes in his car and like drives off or whatever. And then he realizes like, oh, Elise wasn't even there. It was just private vision. And if we remember from, Oh god, what was it? The, the second one, at least like, is already dead in that one. I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. and she is just helping him, and she's she's there putting souls to rest. I'm pretty sure she's like guardian angel, walking angel, or whatever. Um, yeah, that was Insidious Three, dude. Yeah, so this is a series. You've watched all the entries in the in the series, the franchise. Um, all of them except can... for the one that starred Elise in it. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, because by then I was tapped out, and oh. I think they should have been too. But we'll talk about it. So you, you you're a big fan of the franchise. Watch almost every entry then, and you've been yeah, hyped for this been. one for two years now. Yeah, yeah. Because I always wondered if they were ever going to finish that story. If they were going to go back to that family. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, I've been pumped for it. Okay, and obviously this is a bit different because this is directed by Patrick Wilson, his directorial debut. Um, yeah. So we got you know a bit of a kind of like a Michael B. Jordan Creed three situation, you know, a, a passing of the torch creatively as well with this piece too. Um, Right off the bat, man, what were your thoughts on this? Did you were you impressed by this? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Where is, where's your mind with this as a sequel to the like an, as an end cap to this trilogy, more or less, for you? I don't know where what happened to the writing, dude. <laughs> I don't know where the writers <laughs> went from one and two. I I have no idea. Like I don't like I don't I don't know what story they were trying to tell here. Like I I just didn't understand the story. My my voice, as you can see, is still is still kind of gone almost, or you know, in some <laughs> distress here. But like, uh, I I don't know what they were. I don't know what story they were trying to tell. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I either. was kind of shocked <laughs> when I left. I was like, so that's it. Out of five, out of five entries, this is what you guys are gonna leave me with, and you play some happy ass music as the credits roll. No, give me those damn it. Give me those damning chords that I heard after Insidious One or whatever, dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, "What the hell happened, guys?" 
So, you don't like this movie, I assume. You can go ahead and tell me that off the bat. <laughs> fan of Insidious. I love it. I always will like it. I don't dislike this movie by any means, but this is not a movie I'm ever going to come probably come back to. Okay. Um, it's kind of just like, like the fan service. I like seeing the fan service. You know, I like seeing the old gang come back together. I like seeing, you know, the little guy, the little two ghost keepers who wear their white shirts and bow ties. You know, have a podcast as well. I thought that was cool. Seeing the Elise stuff was cool. I never thought we would have seen like actually Elise, you know, mm-hmm. in in the film. So I was very, it was really cool to see that. Um, it's cool to see the Red Monster coming back again as well. But they didn't do anything with any of it. Like they, so I was like, great to see it. Like I love it, guys. But like you're not doing anything with it. We spent like an hour and a half with Dalton just going to college. So like, what I'm hearing real quick is, Neil, this is your Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, but yeah, this is, yeah. Okay, yeah, man. I um, I, I was watching this movie, you know, in the theater at the Alamo. Um, we just filmed our Indiana Jones episode after last week, and Chris, you know, and Brian are talking about we need to go see Jaws instead of watching Insidious. And I, the entire time, I'm like, damn, I wish I was watching Jaws instead of watching this. Um, that or a different horror movie called Dr. Sleep. I think if we had taken the Dr. Sleep route and focused on Dalton and have maybe aged him up a bit more, kind of like how, uh, Denny was, you know, Hugh McGregor's character for Dr. Sleep, it would have worked a lot better. Um, God, man, I fucking hated this, (laughs) to be honest with you. Well, they didn't even need to age him up, dude. They just needed him to, like... I don't know what they needed because I, what, like I said when I was doing the recap, I don't know how everything got awoken just all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't either. Like what? Like just because the mom died? Like I thought I was even gonna see the mom at some point. Bro, I, I saw this movie last Thursday. You know, it's Tuesday when we're recording this episode, um, and I forgot half the movie. To be honest yeah. with you, this is forgettable as hell. No, it is. I just saw it about an hour ago. And I was struggling with my recap of like, wait. <laughs> so he only went to college for about an hour. He went, to, you know, he went to college for like an hour and twenty minutes of this movie. Yeah, everything spirals at the end for th- 20, 30 minutes, and then it's over. I'm like, the fuck? Some good scares, but I don't, I don't even need think that. the scares are there, man. And someone, I was reading this review that kind of shed light on that, and I feel like it kind of justifies it. You know, what I think makes the first Insidious in Saw so special. James Wan is a good horror director in his style, you know, yeah. but Insidious is a product of him for sure. It works out because he has a vision and he can direct that vision clearly. Yeah. Patrick Wilson is more or less replicating his style in this. and It just doesn't work in my opinion. Not a single jump scare in the red door like got me at all in this film. Yeah. You know, I didn't think the first Insidious was all that scary. You know, I wasn't, like, shivering and, like, you know, holding onto my blanket or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. by all means, when I saw the Darth Maul red demon face guy, like, that freaked me out the first time, of course. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah. But I never had that moment with this film. Even, like, a jumper scare or two got me with uh, Chapter 2, which I also wasn't a big fan of. Yeah. Well, he's passed him off. That That's the one thing I don't like about James Wan is he gets you in, mm-hmm. and he passes him off. I get and that, Sid man. Gets saw, probably malignant if we ever get a second one. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, the Conjuring. Yeah, he did the first Conjuring, mm-hmm. and then he passed it off. So I, I don't know, man. It was, but yeah, I know what you're saying. 
like we get almost replicated shots of the red guy, the red, the red faces layer or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and I'm like, let's see some inside stuff or whatever. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was another thing about fan series too. I liked how they played the tulip song or whatever. Tiptoe. Yeah, like that was kind of cool. Man. But like, <laughs> yeah, they didn't play it throughout the whole thing, and then they it, they were gone in like 10, 15 minutes out of that place, dude. Hmm. We saw him what twice. The big bad who's supposed to be terrorizing this whole family. And that's another thing too, man. James Wan in these films always were centered around family. This the insidious films, hate them or not, were always centered around family. Maybe with horror, kinda. With horror aspects to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like one was good, but it was a family drama. it was like a family drama of they have trauma or whatever, they can do this special thing. They have these powers or whatever. Mm. But because they can't control it, they have to bring in a specialist or whatever. And they gotta save their family. Number two was all about mom and wife or whatever, you know. And Elise comes in and whatever saves the day. Three was even about family. It was about dad and a daughter who didn't get along, mm. and humans were attacking them. And Elise and her boys come in and save the, the thing again. I think four was about Elise and her family, so her past. Yeah. And this one felt like it was family, but it was just phoned in. It was like, eh, they divorced, you know. So it doesn't really need to be a family aspect. We just need to get that that big break in the beginning from father and son, and we need to see them come back together at the end. And I th- it had no emotion either, yeah. you know, in any ways, anyway, man. Like, I know, they phoned it in, man. Completely. Like, uh, the fuck? I'll say the one thing I do really like about this was uh, Dalton's, like, artist. Like his, like, his artistic skills being brought into this. Like, he's going to art school for this, or he's in arts class. Uh, we yeah, see yeah. the visions kind of carry on over the films. The opening credit sequence is really cool. How it starts with his drawings as a kid that we see on the wall, and it translates yeah, to him yeah. currently doing his art and his uh, pastel work in the classrooms. Like that's a cool scene. That's a cool transition. Cool opening credits. I like that, and that reminds me that like we're honing in to Dalton as if like Doctor Sleep was yeah. with that character, and it makes me wish it was about that. Well, they had to focus on one person. They didn't focus on one person. I feel like either. Like mm-hmm. they had to focus on Patrick Wilson or Dalton. They kind of done both. Yeah, and you know, I just felt like that was getting two point of views. It felt like that was getting two point of views off this whole movie where I should have gotten just Dalton's, mm-hmm. and then I can see what the dad does, you know, as third person point of view. But I'm always with Dalton. Yeah, but that's not what we got. So, I agree, man. I agree. This was disappointing for sure. Um, definitely one of my like lower tier movies of the year. Um, I, I sadly fucking hated this one. To be real, yeah. that's all right, man. I didn't like it either. I was, I was I was so sad, dude. I was so sad. I went in there. I was like, I'm ready to see something. I just don't understand how we have a horror movie, dude, with the the main guy from for, from episode from you know the one or whatever. We get a new lady in the second one. I always remember a new even she popped up in this one, dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Wh- where is a story that's concise here? There just wasn't anything. Like it was just a bunch of like flashes and you know it was just it was, i was seeing a car salesman man just you know you get this you get this you get this but at the end of the day i'm still stuck driving a 2010 ford focus that it's pa- it's backside passenger door doesn't open <laughs> you know? that's right buddy like i'm like i'm seeing some great stuff here dude but i'm seeing some stuff that's just like yeah this, this is gonna need a lot of fixing mm-hmm. i i don't know what this like he didn't even save the kid who threw up in the frat house yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So he went to do that whole thing. He said, then the guy kept on saying, "Close the door, close the door." I don't remember if in um two 
because you just recently watched two, mm-hmm. there was like, okay, this is going to like wear off in 10 years. Or like, okay, the door is not like we close, we, you know, closed the red door, but it's going to, it can be open up anytime. You're talking about whenever uh, at least hypnotize them? Yeah. Yeah, no, dude. I, I, if it was, it didn't stand out to me. So that's just what I'm saying. Like, it. Some, there had to have been something in the last two that meant like, okay, this is why he's coming back. Now, maybe it was in four mm-hmm. and or, or three and four. Maybe it wasn't. I just don't remember it. Because three I watched ooh, when I was still in my in like an old, old house before we moved like three times, you okay. know, and four and four, like I said, I've, I've never seen. So maybe there was something in four where it was like Elise, you know, accidentally opened the door again, but then shouldn't have Elise been in this trying to close the door. That is true. I thought was was... the other family been in there trying to close the door. Like it made no sense as to why mm-hmm. these guys just started to come. And it kind of made sense for Dalton, okay? Like, it kind of made sense for Dalton. He's drawing, he's digging deep into why he is feeling the way he is when his artist, when, with his artist. And okay, he unlocks the memory, he unlocks the astral planning, he opens that door again. Mm-hmm. Why is Patrick Wilson getting this treatment? I, I, I don't know. Why is that then, why is the reason why Patrick Wilson's getting that treatment connected to Dalton? I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know. Well, because it, it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm makes no sense so yeah man like, it's, 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 there's not a story there man there's, it's, you're right man you're right so yeah. i know we talked on the news a few weeks ago actually it might have been last week now i think about it um this is the final entry in the insidious series um which is also interesting because another film was announced called insidia or threads insidious tale or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which we also talked about like a couple months ago so, do you think this is it? What do you think's coming off this spinoff? What are, What are your thoughts on that, Danilo? I don't know who's in the spinoff. Is anyone? Is there any details about the spinoff? Uh, let me Let me Google it. I, I guess. Google and, and I'll do a little filler. Do I think it's the end? No, but I would like it to be. Unless Juan is coming back as a producer. He was a producer on the second one, and that's kind of where, in my opinion, it started to fall off. I didn't. Yeah, see Juan's him. producing it. Yeah, but he, what did he produce these these last three? Um, I th- think so. Oh, the only cast confirmed for Thread and in, in Insidious Tales, Mandy Moore, and oh, your favorite dude, Kamal. Yeah, I yeah I remember I remember we talked about that. Mm. But did Juan produce Insidious Chapter Three or Four? Um, let me let me look it up, dude. I'm not on no, the Insidious good. series. Um, last key is four. Uh, director, why am I not seeing first line? God damn it, dude. Give me some filler. Come on, Neil. Come on, man. All right, dude. So, yeah. Do I think it's the end? No, but I would like it to be, dude. I would like it to be. It should have ended, in my opinion, after two. Yeah. Um, Knowing what I now know, it should have ended after two. Mm-hmm. If they were to do a trilogy, then they should have had it all done out and whatever, whatever. You know, we do one, we do two, three, you know. We finish up the Dalton Lemon story and we call it a day. We finish up that family and we call it a day. Now, th- three may still have been bad, hmm. but I don't think it could have been as bad as the product we've got after three, four, and five. Because they have just steadily came down and down and down. I think I know what you're going to say. He's not a producer because he went over to the Conjuring universe. And he- that's why he's not. Isn't a producer on three, but on four. Okay. 
and he's not and he's not on this one either. On which one? The red red door. No, he is on red door. Yes. Okay. Now see, that's interesting. I I don't know. I don't know. Something needs to happen though, where they need to get writers back. They need to get those fresh ideas back in again or something, dude. Because it just just isn't the same as it was those first two in those first two entries. Mm-hmm. Second was always scary to me than the first. Second was not though as good as the first. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would like them to be done. I don't, I don't need any more Insidious. It was a great run they had. Will I collect the trilogy if I, if I see it at Best Buy? Yeah, I already picked up one on 4K. I'll pick up two when it comes to 4K. Mm. And three I'll pick up on like Blu-ray. You know? <laughs> so, it was a good run they had, man. And and, and that's fine. Like I, I'm not sad, upset that the, that you know, the Insidious franchise is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. I think everything at one point needs to come to an end. Saw needs to needs to come to an end too. Unless yeah, they want to yeah. unless they want to start calling it Spiral. The Conjuring, you have a great trilogy right there, dude. Cut it, cut it. Start something new now. Start a mm-hmm. malignant one. You know you got Conjuring one, Conjuring two, three. You know uh, they were they were all ha- happy family. Spinoffs are cool with the Conjuring because they don't really tie in. They tie into it, you know, but they don't. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh. Nah, I would like it for to be done for Insidious. So, what would you rate the Red Door Man? Uh, probably a, a Hawthorne's way to a Naboo, dude. Yeah, yeah, just because I like the fan service. I like seeing, I like seeing those people come back. I like seeing the old faces. I don't know what the else the hell they were in there for, but it was just cool to see them. Mm-hmm. You know, it was cool to then see flashbacks and being and remembering the time I first watched those movies. Ah, I watched that with my family when I was, you know young oh i watched that with my mom i watched the city of chapter two with my mom like that's cool you know but other than that it was like this was a letdown yeah i was expecting <laughs> i was running like a battle in the further or something i don't know what i was expecting just wasn't expecting this i get that man i get that uh for me this is this is a jaku um i really hated this movie unfortunately um, I wish I had the nostalgia of the first one. My girlfriend was talking about how like the only thing that saves this for was nostalgia. Yeah. Um, but like I just don't have it, unfortunately. You know, I watched this at 21 years old, the first Insidious. Oh, yes. Better 22, man. Whenever I first moved to that last house. Um. So yeah, man. I don't know. Insidious. Uh, the series just isn't for me. Um, wasn't a big fan of two. I didn't find two to be scary at all. Um, but Red Door, I, I found to, to be laughably unscary. When when Dalton says little brother, I, I just wanted to, to walk out of the theater right then, man. Oh, no, I yeah, yeah. I, and that's another thing, too, dude. How do we not? I, these movies have been all about family, and mm-hmm. then you broke the family apart, and your ending chapter makes no sense. Yeah, and on top of having the family broken up, like, no one has chemistry either anymore. Yeah. So I don't even believe that they were the family that they were. It's the same actors. I should at least have felt something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and City is the Red Door, man. It's not my thing for sure. Hate that uh, series had to go out like this for you. But I guess it's your Rise hey. of Skywalker. What can you do, man? What can you do? Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about our second film this week. A little A24 film called Green Room. Um, clearly the theme of this episode is just colorful, um, home improvement parts. So Danilo, go ahead, man. And I'm deciding to go running around the bedroom, 
I'll stall the podcast while you do that thing for some reason. Um, but yeah, right, right, and right. he's back. Computer's about to die. And speaking of death, the green room, dude. About <laughs> um, a rock band or whatever. They're chilling. Mm-hmm. They're chilling out. They blow dick. They're the worst rock band I've ever seen, heard in my fucking life. <laughs> um, they're a bunch of crooks, criminals, what have you. But they just make music. They get this new gig at this tavern in like the middle of the fucking woods. We find out it's not a tavern. Actually, it is where neo-Nazis go, right? I am mm. getting that right. right? I'm not, I don't want to be calling this group. Okay, it's where neo-Nazis go for just be, you know, having a few brewskis. A few brewskis, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you're then like, yo, what the fuck? Um, they're jamming out, rocking. The Germans or whatever, the neo-Nazis are like, fuck these guys, fuck these guys or whatever. Um, they get paid, yada, 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 have mm-hmm. a blast. Um, and then someone forgets their phone. You know, classic, hey, forgot my phone in the uh, changing room. Guy, go get it. We'll go get it. But he goes back to the changing room, gets his phone, sees a murder happen. Not a murder, but he just sees someone dead with, like, a knife in their head. You know, like, oh, uh, uh what? Now, all of a sudden, the neo is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You guys actually can't leave because you just saw that now. Get back in that room. Get back in that room. So he sh- shuffle them in their room. The guy who got the phone, the guy did get his phone, by the way, and he was able to call the cops. So the cops come. Um, buddy comes up with a plan. and is like, hey, you guys just start stabbing each other and pretend like that. that's what he saw. And somehow the cops bought it. And I was like, the fuck? Like, that was kind of <laughs> wicked, dude. But, yo, good thing on your feet, not neo-Nazis. Um, neo-Nazis are now just chilling or whatever, chilling. Uh, Picard, General Picard comes down from the fucking Enterprise, right? Yeah. yeah, and he's like, he's like, hey, guys, I own this establishment. Uh... Let's figure out how to get these guys out of here, and let's figure out how to make ourselves look good. And he's doing all this, dude, pulling all these strings, pulling all these strings. Band's stuck in with the rock room or whatever. In the green room, I'm sorry. Band's stuck in the green room. Bodyguard's there. They get into a tussle with the bodyguard. Yada, yada, yada. Bodyguard gets choked out. Uh, stomach gets cut open. Fucking buddy gets his hand, like, literally almost severed off. It's, like, hanging out by, like, two... Two vessels. Yeah, basically. Which, which, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like so you got all the spiral that. trap real quick, man. Throw back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Situation was a bit escalated in the uh, in the green room. Uh, Picard's like, oh, uh, what do we have here? And he just opens the back of the trunk. And all while you hear in the green room, like, the guy who, was, who wanted to leave, somehow they were, like, loving each other. She wanted a better life to get out of there. And she was ready to go, but the other one didn't think that was the right move. So they, that's why they—that's how they got in this whole situation as well. And then all of a sudden, it's like it starts to get darker, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Well, that's odd. Why is there a light coming up from the floor?" So you start getting in the floor, getting the floor, whatever. And it's a cocaine lab, right? Or meth? Uh, we're gonna go with cocaine because it's more interesting. Yeah, so it's a cocaine. No, it is because they were all covered in white. No, that could be meth too. Um, <laughs> so there's a cocaine lab or whatever, dude. And so that's why you find out. Like that's why they're not leaving. It's not about the fact that they saw someone die. It's not about the fact that they're being trapped. It's because they own a cocaine. It's it's a front. It's a front is what it is. You know. So they're all like, okay, whatever. Let's go kill these people. We gotta make it look like they trespassed. They were criminals. And so that's what this. General Picard's, you know, orchestrating all throughout the night. Only red boots are in, or red laces are in there, or whatever, yada, yada. Everyone just starts getting blown to hell. Dogs are killing everyone. <laughs> People start getting shot, dude. Bartender just whips out semi-automatic shotgun, knives. 
you know, fucking just dying through just, you know, a, a fight. Um, homegirl or whatever who witnessed the murder is with one of the band singers, right, at the very end. Mm-hmm. And we see Picard. We see the Nazis. They're like, you, you know, get off my Enterprise. And uh, actually, she had the shotgun, so she blows Picard out of the water. She blows the neo-Nazis out of the water. She's ready to get herself clean. Dude who was the neo-Nazi, like, kind of escaped and went on his own, like, side quest. He's like, hey, yo, I'm, I'm out of this life. Like, I'm done. Yeah. You know, he said, I, like, I'm, yo, this was not the life I chose. This life chose me. You know, but he wanted to be <laughs> out of it or whatever. So he's book- he went out of there or whatever. And you got your two leads. You got your band singer and the lady, and they're just chilling there. They're done. They're tired. They were going to get ready to shoot a dog. They were both out of bullets. Um, and then the neo-Nazi guy who was like, yo, I just wanted to pay the band. He was like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And he said, just call the cops. And that's how it ended. Yeah, man, this is this is Green Room. Um, was this your first time watching this film? Yeah, yeah, it was a big recommend. I think we were supposed to watch it for school when I was at Oakland, but I was absent that day, pretty sure. Snow day or something. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Whenever we first started up Galaxy of Film, I was going through, I think after our St. Maude episode, and I was watching some of the funky A24 stuff, like Florida Project, um, God, Black's Coast Daughter, um, Bling Ring, and like two other weird A24 movies. And I just remember watching or starting Green Room, and I got like 30 to 40 minutes into it, and I kept turning it off like on two different occasions. Um, so this is my third attempt watching this movie. Um, and even after now watching it completely at its full time, I, I'm not a big fan of Green Room. I know it has a weird cult following, or not weird, but like a niche cult following. Um, yeah. Just because it's like a punk rock horror movie, and I respect it for that reason. Like, I think that's done well. Like, I like the first half hour of this movie or so. Um, but I think what really kills it for me is that this is almost very Cabin in the Woods-esque. Almost like Evil Dead 2013-esque, to a degree. Um, okay. I'm just kind of sick of being locked in a room and having to move forward. Almost like Saw as well. Yeah. Just not the biggest fan of it. Um, I've also... Hot take, man. Never been the biggest Patrick Stewart fan. You know, I, I didn't grow up with the X-Men films like that, so I didn't have that respect for Magneto. Um, I was cool seeing him in Multiverse of Madness last year. Like, I still haven't seen Logan. I've been very upfront about that as well, man. People get pissed about it. Um, I just haven't oh, been exposed. Thank you. <laughs> I haven't been exposed to a lot of uh, Patrick Stewart's filmography, man. Like, I'm not a Star Trek fan. Not to be an X-Men. I've maybe watched a handful of his other stuff. Um, so, like, I wasn't, like, on the edge of my seat itching to watch this niche Patrick Stewart A24 film, for sure. Um, so I really don't care for his character too much. I think the neo-Nazis thing is a cool concept for sure. Um, but it just, I, I just wish it was done on a, on a grander scheme, if that makes sense. This movie feels too small for itself. Um, but yeah, what are, what are some more of your thoughts on this, Danila? I agree with you. It does seem, it seems like we're such, con- we're confined in this force. We're confined with Picard and we're confined with this group. Where it's like, don't you need to call a boss about your cocaine that you just kind of... You know, like your front's going to get shut down if anyone comes here. So that aspect is what made me feel like it was small. It was an okay movie. Um, I don't know. I don't care for punk. I don't care for rock music. I think you know that. You know, I have very limited music taste, but very different style of music taste. Like I like I thought it was funny when they played classical music while they were jamming out, you know, and you saw the 
the neo-Nazis GM do it or whatever. Yeah. The plot was interesting or whatever. And it's funny this makes you – this reminds you of uh, – oh, God. What did you um, – Evil Cameron Dead and Captain Woods or whatever. Yeah, because this reminds me of Neon's Suspiria. Oh, how I they were seen just, that one still. I own it, though. Yeah, how they were just stuck in this – yeah, you have, dude. We did it on the podcast. Not Suspiria. That was your stream of the week one week, man. Oh, okay then. Yeah, um, it just reminds <laughs> me of that. Well, they were just stuck in this room. They were stuck in this dance house. They witnessed them. Everyone's dying. They witnessed the murder, and they were just stuck there high as could ever fucking be. You're thinking of Climax. Climax, that's it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what this reminds me of. This reminds me of Climax. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, and like Climax, in my opinion, I enjoyed much better than this. This just felt a bit, I don't know. It felt like there's something more should have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I got the whole trope of, like, okay, they're trying to get out of this life, you know. She was seeing someone else, you know, how and she was saying she saw them. Like, you know, obviously the song was a cue to go, as the guy said. Mm-hmm. It's like there was something more here that was missing. Yeah, I didn't, I could see that. Dis, I didn't dislike it. You know, I wasn't like, oh, fuck this movie. It's like, you know, uh, uh, you know, two out of two out of nine or whatever. I was like, it's a decent movie, but it's, I don't think it's somehow revisited. Yeah, I, can, I absolutely agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can respect what it is for the most part, but I don't vibe with it very much. Yeah, that's um, it. Yeah, I just don't vibe with it. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I, I like the forest setting. Like, this tucked away area, the bars tucked into. And I like the bar environment, too, man. Like, I'm a sucker for kind of like... You're mid- a sucker for a good bar, buddy. Say again? I said you're a sucker for a good bar. I am, dude. It's like a little like Midwest like tucked away kind of like mountain town bar. That's a cool yeah, like setting. It's a cool environment. Yeah, this place reminded me of the Chicago Tango dance room we went to. <laughs> that's awful, man. <laughs> Tangoing with neo Nazis. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, I, I like little environments like this, man. But I just think it's the the whole cocaine lab underneath the the bar is a bit like a bit much and unbelievable. You know, yeah. if this was on, if this was such a contained and confined movie to its spaces, I wish they played into that a bit more, like leaning more into the like, oh hey, they're trapped in the one room down in the basement kind of thing, or just the manager's office behind the bar. You know, yeah. let there be a risk of them of someone hearing them while the police is nearby, compared to them being yeah. down below and having this gun going back and forth. Um, so I don't know. I just don't think it uses its spacely very wisely. Okay. So, uh, what would you rate Green Room, Danilo? A Naboo. It's an okay okay watch. Yeah, it's okay watch. It's decent. I didn't hate the thing. You know, I, I, I guess I like I I was itching for it to be over though. Yeah, certainly. And then and then you obviously like it's a lot of climax. It's a lot of talking. It's a lot of all that until you get to that you know, um, uh, grand finale where everyone just starts getting just lit up and dying. You know, like I think what everyone dies in like twenty minutes of this fucking film except for. Four people, and then yeah. they died. Five, and <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So it was it felt like it was a lot of build up for then nothing at the end. Where mm-hmm. that could, could have been if it was spaced out more. You know, like if they kept on taking people one by one out of that room, that would have been cool or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe if we didn't know like what the guy's plan was, you know. Yeah, like maybe have style. like a bit more like of a, a silent menacing kind of thing with them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was just, I, it was just missing something. So just you know, wasn't wasn't the full vibe for me. But eh, it was alright movie. Okay, man. I feel you. 
Um, because I've tried to watch this multiple times, and it just is one of the rare things I couldn't finish for a long time. Uh, this is unfortunately a Hoth. I'm glad Whoa. I finally watched it all the way through. Um, you know, it's one of the older A24 movies everyone kind of likes, so it's nice to get it off the watch list finally. Uh, especially because I've owned this physically for a year and a half, two years now, and have not finished watching it still. Um, but yeah, this is unfortunately just missing something, and it just really isn't quite it for me. Um, but yeah, Hoth for me, you know, Green Room. That's that's kind of all I have to say about this film. <laughs> and speaking of things that are green, dude, and speaking of logos that are green and red, the red room and green room, Chili's, dude, one of the most fine dine places you can ever possibly eat, man. I absolutely love it. Shout out to the one in Okemos, Michigan, about mm-hmm. five minutes down the road. I just love it, man. I, I just love going to a Chili's and getting hammered responsibly and eating decent food. And, I, you know, I wish I proposed there. I wish I was one of the three that proposed there and got my wedding catered to me. One of these days, man. One of these one days. One of these days. One of these days. I put that in my story, man. You saw that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was kind of funny. That was kind of funny. I did. But the, the Chipotle <laughs> Honey Crispers, the Three Dip Trio, the fucking IBC Root Beard, my Dr. Pepper in a mug, the El Presidentes. Can't go wrong with it, man. You can't go wrong. That's what we're going to go celebrate this week for Distinguished. I love it, dude. I love it. You know what I'm going to be celebrating this weekend? The Karaoke Club. Okay. You're going to give us anything about that or no? <laughs> anything about the Karaoke Club? No. But after the Karaoke Club, I'll be hammered walking home. And where better to go for my pizza? Little Caesars, baby. <laughs> Little Caesars Pizza. Been at Little Caesars Arena. Great fucking arena. Great fucking pizza. $5, dude. You just can't beat it. You just can't beat it. And when you go to Little Caesars Arena, dude, you can get a slice. You can literally just get a slice of pizza for about five bucks, and it's a massive slice. Dude. It's about as it's about the same size as a pie. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. What a business. What a business indeed, dude. What a business, and what a business Galaxy of Film is becoming as well, man. Hey, we love it, baby. Absolutely, man. And for our listeners who love this episode, be sure to go by some follows on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. All at Galaxy of Film. July 12th, which was the other day, that is when we dropped Distinguished for the fan club members on Facebook. Go ahead and check it out on there. July 15th, this Saturday, it is releasing to the public, guys. Whenever we hit July 15th, link down below in the show notes in the description to go ahead and take it to the short film. Check it out. Um, couldn't be more proud of my cast and crew, and it was a, such a damn fun time making this piece. Um, next week on the podcast, we have a very special celebrity guest star coming on next week. Can't wait to go ahead and hit you guys with that surprise. It's been a long time in the making for the episode. So stay tuned to Galaxy of Film, guys. And if you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us an iTunes Spotify review. It truly does help with the show much more than you can imagine. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. Rose, Rose Bryan, come and rescue me.